Oh, God, my back hurts. <laughs> Just get it. Why is your back hurt from carrying the podcast or what? Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tookie Steak Podcast. And the answer to that question is no. Sin carries the podcast, as we all Absolutely. know. But we're back <laughs> again. It's another episode of your favorite once a week in the off-season hockey, hockey news aggregator. I don't know how to explain what this podcast is at this point. We're going to be talking about lunch meat today. That's all I know. <laughs> but we are Dude, back. I, yeah. I just had a salami sandwich. It was delicious. There you go. There's there you your go. Answer already. <laughs> but we are here. It is all three of us, as always. Us, the guys, the fellas, as it's been as it's been deemed. Endo Mills is here. Endo, how are you? I'm eating. good. As the guy who put and his eating. name as the guy, eating <laughs> the one thing that I'm known for, popcorn. Uh, whenever I bring up popcorn, you know it's going to be a busy day and a lot of, have a lot of stuff to talk about, and it's going to be a lot of fun. How are you I'm going to like that on my popping corn. <laughs> Sounds Man, like Uncle Ruckus to me. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to do an Uncle Ruckus impression. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> not relation. Not while you're here, Endo. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's a Boondocks reference for anybody who doesn't get it. Sin, how the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, just just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, just I mean, uh, I've been, you know zoning out and going crazy with the immortal empires and total war warhammer 3 it's gonna be fantastic it's already fantastic even in the beta state imagine that imagine a beta state being amazing well actually we get that every year with nhl 22 nhl and then it sucks game comes out well we'll be talking about (laughs) nhl 23 in a little bit probably at the end of the show it might be the most interesting talking point that we have though although we do have a couple of interesting ones here today but before we get to that we got uh some other talking points. We got our viewer questions, and we have, as always, this fine word from our lovely friends at Manscaped who would like to remind you to really take care of yourself, essentially. Take care of yourself. You can do so by using the code Tugi at checkout for 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. That is at manscaped.com. Get the best tools for the job. Yeah. We'll keep it simple this week, right? Like, we don't need to make... We don't need to make any any crazy claims or or mention the circular deodorant or anything like that. I mean, they've been you know? with us. They've been with us for over a year now. They were here before you guys were on the show. I mean, they've been with us for a long time, and we thank them for it. Again, code Tugi at checkout, twenty percent off, free shipping, Manscaped.com. Gentlemen, let's get to some viewer questions here. Again, the link to the Discord is in the description on YouTube or wherever you are listening to this podcast, and you can have. Your opportunity at sending us some uh, interesting questions, and there's a couple of them. We'll start off with the <laughs> Fire Don Sweeney, who asks this, everyone's favorite lunch meat. Well, Sin, you already answered, so you want to take the lead on this one? I mean, here's, Is here's the thing. Is the number one? Is it? Um, he, he just said lunch meat. He didn't specify sandwich meat. So if it's favorite lunch meat in general, yes, salami is the one because it could be charcuterie. It could be a snack. It could be in a sandwich. You could fucking fry it. And that's delicious, Correct. by the way. What? Correct. All of oh, this yeah. is correct. You're answering yes. for me at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if it's if it's in a sandwich, for me, it's got to be turkey. And there's just not, nothing slaps like a turkey sandwich, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've... Uh... I don't know. It depends. For me, it depends on the quality of the turkey, though. I have become a, a cold cut snob in a sense that 
Like, no disrespect. I don't think you'll ever see this podcast sponsored by Hillshire Farms. You know, like I, I can't I can't do the cheap cold cuts anymore. I, I, I splurge a little. I go to the deli and spend a couple dollars extra because you get what you pay for yeah. in that regard. But yeah, salami is the oh, uh, salami is the number one. Endo Mills popcorn aficionado. What's your favorite lunch meat? Favorite lunch meat is uh Genoa. Uh, Genoa. My my Italian um, family members are gonna hate me, but I don't talk to them anyway, so they won't really hear this podcast. But just Genoa, just the spicy salami Italian, just beautiful, it absolutely is? unbiased because of my heritage, which is amazing. I've had very very mild love- Genoa. Yeah, Mr. Italian, I, I you gotta love- pronounce it correctly. Yeah, Genoa, fucking look at me, look at me. Am I really that Italian? Probably not. Not really. <laughs> now why? Now why would you say that? It's because you don't talk. Why would I say that? Right? Yeah, I don't talk with my hands. I talk with my heart, my feelings, and my wow. half concussed brain. Oh. Hockey's a oh. drug, and it's bad for you. Only half concussed, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Only half. The other half still struggling, still fighting. Minor concussion, back to 100% in three days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. NHL 22 injury system. Oh, boy. You've come down with the... What's the one where it repeats the word broken or injured? Oh, I don't know. My favorite one is you have been injured with injured stomach. I was like, what? Yes, that's the one. What the fuck is injured stomach? (laughs) (laughs) Also... Define injured stomach. Is that your way of skirting around not being able to use the word diarrhea? Like, did you take a like? Did you get speared? So what's more? Yeah, I don't know. Abdominal? Like, I was like, what would is, you eat food poisoning? Right. Like, what yeah. is injured stomach? It's far, far too vague. I have no idea. I don't want. I don't want to find out because you're injured with injured. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only is it an injured stomach, it's a double injured stomach. So yeah. there must be two yeah. afflictions going. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, NHL man, NHL. What a what a game, what a game. From Piney, who we missed last week. Here we go. Let's uh, let's prepare for this one. Each of the hosts are out separately. When one by one, the devil appears before you and challenges you for your soul. He allows you and to pick devil. any game, board, or video. And if you win, you get to keep your soul. What Damn. game will you choose? Now, how how broad is it? We said any game, but then you specified border video. So I guess it's not any game now, is it, Piney? Well, Fuck. what what would Rick. you go for then? <laughs> I'd, I'd play him tabletop Warhammer and kick his ass. I'd use my Chaos Army with a <laughs> Demon Prince just to fucking mock him. And then I'd beat the shit out of him with it. No Pyrrhic victory. I'd go full domination mode. I would sack tap that motherfucker right between his horns. Yeah, straight up. That's the correct I have no clue what what the fuck that is. I'm scared. I know. I love when Sin, who, the only thing he might be, like, you are a hockey nerd, obviously. And it's delightful. We all are. We have a fucking hockey podcast together. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of like what you nerd out most about, I think it is Warhammer at this point. It absolutely it? is. I'm so, I'm yep. legit obsessed. It's kind of nuts. Like I, I, I literally write campaigns. Like I essentially do what a DM for Dungeons and Dragons does yeah. for Warhammer. I play the shit out of the games. I will sit there for fun and write army lists. Like, yeah, legit. So basically I mean, we need to get you in like a Warhammer version of stranger things. 
where instead of Dungeons and Dragons being the basis of it, it's it's Warhammer. This needs to happen. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna find a way. We will fund this somehow. My God. Um, Endo, what is the game? Four so years. There's a long running. Yeah. So there's a long running tradition. Uh, tradition in my immediate family. Um, most like my crazy mother, uh, as everyone knows from episode blank of the podcast, Mother's Privilege. Um, that's just, that's still a great podcast name, by the way, just mm-hmm. episode. And she would play Sorry. And like, you know, like the game with the, the pegs, you go yeah. across the map and all that. She'd play Sorry, but whenever she would land on someone's face, because she didn't play with the rules, she would grab her pin and smack it across the room. We're like, Sorry, just smack it across the room, like completely. I can like, see that. And I think you yeah. we would have actual like wars over sorry. And I I think like most of the time I won. And I think that's the one game I definitely want to kick people's ass in. The most RNG game available. Sorry. Yeah, you gotta get on that little space where you slide five spaces forward. Oh yeah. And that was the only time when you can knock someone off, by the way, was if they were on that slide thing and you got to slide through them, you'd knock them off, I think. I don't oh. know, I can't remember. <laughs> Oh yeah, we we didn't care about the rules that and like Uno where everyone's just like pick up four. No, that shit stacks on the next person. Doesn't care. Like, oh, dude, everyone has their own version of the rules. I would stick two cards together, pretend they're one, and put it down. If if no one catches you, you didn't do anything wrong. Fuck it. Oh, you're an <laughs> asshole. Words of Eddie Guerrero: If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Um, there you go. So it's funny. Um, Beyonce twenty four and I we've been on a huge Mario Kart eight kick again lately. Um, mm. That's definitely what we'll do. Is we'll go play the crap out of a video game, get super yep. invested into a show, and then play the hell out of video games. And, yeah. Binge, yeah. But I was, I was saying it last night because we've been doing the uh, the time trials in Mario to <laughs> unlock, I think it's the gold tires. Um, and we've gotten a hell of a lot better at the game in just like the past three days alone because what we do is watch the number one person in the world and look at their techniques and stuff like that wow. and just naturally making us better. Like, obviously, we can't replicate it. But it's just the idea of if you can get close to that, you're still going to be significantly better. Yeah. But I am the first one to admit, I, uh, in terms of video games, I'm like the the jack of all trades, but the master of none. I'm good at sports games. I'm good at shooters. I'm good at pretty much everything, but I'm not yeah. great at anything. So, I don't know. Like, I... I I've sat here and it's like, okay, think of every game I've ever played ever and and try to think. Very, very difficult question. I wanted to go with NHL 2K10 for the memes. Um, I think I got one for you. I'm intrigued. You, see, you, you seem like that mother, the one motherfucker when you play Monopoly with your family. <laughs> the one who's just fucking going around, taking everyone's property. True capitalist Toogie. Mm. <laughs> You know, one thing that did come to mind, because it's any game, and I think I got it. I was originally going to just be like, ah, fuck it, game of luck. Let's roulette this bad boy. Um, there was one game where game I was top life. 10, where I was top 10 in the world. There was one. What? Batman Arkham Knight, the last one that came out. There were essentially, I don't want to call them mini games, but there were challenge games some of them just involving like the combat in the game. Others, though, because the big selling point of that game was the Batmobile. And there was a challenge with the Batmobile. Basically, 
stay alive as long as you can, rack up as many points as you can. And I had a top 10 score in that game for the first three years that that game was out. Wow. So I'm going for a game within a game, and whatever the hell that survival challenge was for Batman Arkham Knight is what I would go for. Because otherwise I'm fucked. Because <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not elite at anything. I'm just good at everything. In a, in a sense. Not like, you know. Again, like I said, we play NHL, even though we hate it. We're both good at that game. Are we elite at it enough to be like, yeah, we could move to fucking Finland and be on one of the ECL elite division for sports gamer, one of the top three teams always competing for title? No. We'd, we'd be getting carried and be the reason they lost. Yeah. <laughs> but are we good enough to be on a team that could maybe push to get into that division? Maybe at best. Like, you know, that's, that's the level, right? That's the level. So, and I, that's kind of a general sense for, for everything. So I want yeah. you guys to be like Davos and just like commentating games while he's playing them. So easy he was playing an XP. It is easier yeah, but for he was he was playing in XPS, uh, which is a which is another league, like one of those sixes leagues, and it was like do or die for them tonight, and like he's basically carried that team. He has like the most shutouts and all that. And I think the funniest moment was that like whenever he like gets scored on, he has to announce it as if it was like the home team scoring. So he's like, he scores on Davos. It's great, and he's like, you know, I'm like how like how do you feel knowing that like you have to be a spectacle. Meanwhile, you might have just cost your game and over the team in overtime. It hides the pain. He's at, he's exactly. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, if you pretend to be positive, maybe you won't hate the game as much. I'm going to try that next time I honestly, actually yeah. play NHL. Just, oh, what a goal by that. my opponent. He totally deserved it. Yeah, no, fucking, he just blocked me. Like, like, <laughs> oh, man. He just I think the funny thing about last night. Yeah. I think the funny thing about last night, too, was that he was basically, like, still streaming it live. And he's going on, was like, we did it, we're in the playoffs, it's great, it's amazing. And he's the only one in the lobby by himself doing this thing. He's like, we're in, we're going through. I'm like, this is, I'm just <laughs> laughing so hard because I feel so bad for him. That's a very Davos thing, though. I love yeah, that, man. What a guy. It's a very league play type thing. Oh, we're done with the game, let's not talk. Everyone bail week. immediately. God, yeah. I hate it. Everyone dropped up the lobby. It's just him sitting there. It's like, we did it. We're going to the funnel. They needed the win. They got the win. And I'm <laughs> just sitting there like, oh, this is this is amazing. Never changed out those. Never change. From Cody, who scores more points in the upcoming NHL season? Sidney Crosby, Patrick Kane, or Alex Ovechkin? That's actually really tough. That is a tough one. Now, I think the X factor in this is that we do not know where Patrick Kane will be playing hockey because his name has not left trade rumors all summer. Um, Apparently, the most recent thing I saw was that he would prefer to not get traded from Chicago like now if he was going to get traded, do it at the deadline. Uh, But Edmonton has been out there a lot as like the team that's going to go get him somehow. Uh, And Columbus's name thrown around a decent amount today. Um, I saw Nasher mention something, uh, a report that was out there on Twitter. And uh, it's yeah. funny because as I replied, it wouldn't be the first time or even the second time that Columbus completely fleeces Chicago, uh, more than likely at least. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I, I think you might have to rule out Patrick Kane just for the presumed trade that's coming up, which leaves Ovechkin and Crosby. 
And in terms of outright points, I'm leaning towards Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I would too. I mean, Endo, OV is always good for goals, but it's hard to say, especially with that team is aging like crazy. He'll, he's aging, but he's always going to fucking score. He always gets left alone on the power play. So Yeah. I mean, so this is the first year with Washington where it's like for years and years now, people have been like, this is the year they're going to fall off. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't see it that yeah. way. I think this is the first year that I'm like, ah, I, I can buy it. Like, I know they um, they brought in Kemper in goal, which is still really weird. But I yeah. I don't know. Well, I can't wait until, what, another month or two from now? I think it's a month where we actually get to do kind of the, uh, you know, the preseason guesswork, yeah. essentially, and the breakdowns for each division. That's going to be a lot of fun because the league has drastically changed. Uh, and we're actually going to be talking about some of the big changes that have happened uh, even in the past week or so. But, um, yeah, Endo, Crosby, Kane, Ovechkin? I don't know because, like, it's all weird different scenarios. I mean, that Pittsburgh team has not been the same as it used to be. Um uh, like we said, the the caps are just kind of like they're kind of falling off plus ratio. Uh, and then Patrick Kane, you don't know where the hell he's going to land, but you know, with him, wherever he goes, he's going to be a top player. No, like no matter what, that's just that's just him. He's just going to be dominant probably till the day he retires. I feel like he's got a long like shelf life left in him still. So I'm going to keep it safe. I'm going to go with um with Sidney Crosby because he can just be the playmaker on that team and still rack up points. Even if that team doesn't really go that far. And our final question. I can't disagree with what Endo just said comes from Scroopy Noopers. Of course, question for the podcast of the remaining free agents. Who would you like to see sign to which teams now gentlemen? Finally, finally, of course it happened a few hours after last week's show. Now some cadres off the market. Paul Stashney's off the market. We'll talk about both those moves in a little bit. Meaning that the most notable free agents left, if we're not including RFAs, of course, uh, in terms of points last year, Evan Rodriguez, who had 43, Sonny Milano, Sam Gagne, top defenseman in terms of points, Anton Strahlman. I mean, it's slim pickings at this point. It really is. I mean, at best, I think Sin might be able to say, like, uh, Sam Steele, just to see if the former first-round pick has anything left in the tank, and he could be nice for the Sharks, that type of thing. Um, I'll say Zidane Char back to Boston. Joe Thornton back to Boston if he doesn't retire. P.K. Subban back to Montreal because they need all the help they can get. One last ride. Yeah, like at this point, that's where I'm at. Let's see these players who... It sucks for PK Subban, but with the you know, it's clear like from a physical standpoint is you know, and the footwork, the speed, it's just not quite what it used to be, and it is very evident last year. How many times did we talk about him having to slew foot someone to keep up? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty much where I'm at, and I, I imagine YouTube would agree as well, which is why I kind of took the lead on this one. It's just there aren't many big names out there anymore. It's yeah. those type of guys where it's like, well, sign them, and it, you know, if your team needs that type of extra depth. Uh, but both of our teams are in a position where there's not a ton of cap space anymore either. So let's yep. just see old people go back to their old teams. It's kind of where I'm yeah. at with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah. There's all the all the all the big ones like got claimed, like you said. It's just so sorry, but except for Jumbo goes back to the Sharks. I'd be okay with that. 
Yeah, honestly, Jumbo being in the Sharks lineup for the night that Marlowe sees his jersey go to the rafters, that'd be pretty nice. That would be pretty nice. I doubt, I don't think the Sharks are doing it though. It's a whole new direction thing. Yeah, no, they have Luke Coonan. They're fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that, let's get into talking about some of the things that have gone down in the hockey world over the past week plus or so since our last show and we will start off with maybe the biggest bit of news it's certainly certainly one of the biggest stories uh carrie price carrie price i'd grab the jersey of his off my jersey rack here but uh I, Sacre bleu. I pulled like a muscle or seven in my back during my sleep so uh yeah that's that's a rough motion right now um, oh no but yeah carrie's career looks to potentially probably be done as it's confirmed he is more than likely sitting out the entirety of this upcoming season and obviously uh in my in my time on on youtube and twitch and in the the hockey scene it has become known that people think that i hate carrie price in which i don't i despise him (laughs) damn it Number one goaler. Carrie Price is an awesome human being. For from the outside looking in, looks like an awesome human being. Obviously, my standpoint was he is not what he once was. In these latter few years, he wasn't what he was in the early to mid uh, 2010s, where he was the best goalie in the world, hands down. No doubt. But there has been that kind of legacy debate out there about him now. Um, there was a tweet that was out there. Carey Price played with one 80-point player in his entire career. That was Alex Kovalev in Price's rookie year. Just to compare, Colorado had four 80-point guys on their roster in this past season alone. Please don't downplay Price's incredible career by asking why he doesn't have a cup. I will, though. <laughs> Not just yeah. Oh, uh, Here's so- the thing. like, <sighs> That's a regular season stat. 80 points. Mm-hmm. In the regular season. Um, and also, the point scoring has really, really picked up in the past few years, I would say. Yes. Um, so you'd have to go back and like, okay, well, how many 80-point guys were there total in the league on Price's rookie season? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I was going to say, I can look up. I think it was the 07... Yeah. Oh, eight. Look that, um, you know, if you look NHL that up, I'll season. continue with this point that I'm making here. Um, I need, I think we need to stop putting cups as part of people's legacies, especially mm-hmm. individuals. Carrie Price is a goaltender. Do they have large impacts on the playoffs? Yes, but we've also seen teams make it far in spite of their goaltenders. We've seen teams make it far because of the goaltenders. Um, I don't know. I just don't think cups should be part of legacy debates. I really don't. This is not just coming from someone who got to watch Marlo and Jumbo and is sad face that they don't have a cup. But even if they had a cup, like you're telling me that they, you know, that Jumbo is still outside of the top 100 because Taves has three cups. Like that's legit the reason that he got put in that crap. Like the Duncan Keith, it was because of cups that needs to not be part of any legacy debate because it's a team award. And hockey is the most, the largest team oriented game i think of the four major sports i would argue um because again we talk about this all the time basketball when a 48 minute game people are playing 40 45 minutes in the playoffs 
hockey yeah, best. 20 minutes most 2025 if you're a forward at most in a playoff game so basketball obviously in terms of it being team oriented i put at the bottom yeah um yeah because we've seen you know as out of the big four which we obviously again we'll consider basketball baseball hockey and football um yeah basketball is such a star driven league um yeah. you know it's what what have the warriors done it's steph clay and their merry men yeah. You know, not saying those merry men are, are subpar players, but you can certainly get the job done. Football wise is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Football wise is an interesting one just because the importance on the the skill positions like that. That's an interesting one to debate. Um, Brett Favre. Baseball is really starting. <laughs> baseball is really starting to make that argument because look at the L.A. Angels. Look at the Angels with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, maybe the two best players in the league, and they suck mm -hmm. because you just cannot see a baseball team succeed on two stars alone. You can't do no. it. And they have some other good players as well, like Jared Walsh, stuff like that. But yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't matter. But hockey, yeah, hockey's another interesting one where um how many Stanley Cup finals has Connor McDavid been to as the best player in the league? Yeah. Um yeah. How many, like, you can look at how many first overall picks have made it to a Stanley Cup final or won a championship in the past 25 years. Like, yeah. hockey is certainly up there as something that is so super team-oriented. And we had that discussion, too, a while ago on the pod in terms of, yeah, where do championships rank in someone's legacy? I think we talked about that a lot um, when it was discovered that Roberto Luongo was still going to make the Hockey Hall of Fame despite his lack of a cup, which was the mm -hmm. right call. Yes. And that does open the door for guys like Henrik Lundqvist and Carey Price to be slam dunk Hall of Famers because if they vote Luongo in without him needing a cup, those other two guys are certainly making it, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Um, and I, I did look up, by the way, Carey Price's rookie season, that stat of just one 80-point player in his entire career, and that was Kovalev in 07-08. There were 19 players that season that had 80 points or more. Just 19. So it's nothing. Out of, I don't even know how many would have been, would have been. Yes, out of yes registered. players. Like out of yeah, how, how many were in, how many eighty you know point players was in this last season? Like I had there had uh, to in have, this it, last season here. Let me look yeah. that up as well. The twenty twenty one twenty two NHL season. Thank you, by the way, to hockey reference dot com, the greatest goddamn site out there, alongside Elite Prospects. This season, yeah. in terms of 80 points or more, the NHL featured 34. Yeah. Yep. Almost 2x, like close to 2x right there. Yeah, you're yeah. looking at an estimate about like there are roughly a thousand players in the NHL who are on two-way contracts who can play in the NHL and the A, which means there's over a thousand players roughly per season. Uh, that's basically like you put the numbers that way, it's it's insane with like how many like how the scoring has ramped up and increased. Like right, I don't I don't agree with the whole thing of you know because of his teammates and everything. I get like Carey Price is an amazing goaltender who's been essentially the the picture perfect example of like proper goaltending and all that. But the guy couldn't stay healthy and he was basically pushed to the point of like he played until he dropped. Like I, I keep telling people that like every single time that he's Physically played the exact mentally. same injury, 
Yeah, physically and, and, and now it was mentally. I mean, it's probably bothering him before, but now he actually got to see help and he recovered. Now he has to do another injury. Like, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. For a guy who's, I think he's also a triple gold member as well, too. So the pressure like that alone. And, sorry. Yeah, go, go. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, that alone would put you in the hall itself. That's like saying if Sidney Crosby didn't win a Stanley Cup, he'd be in the he wouldn't be in the hall. Sidney Crosby's going in the hall. Uh, that's like saying Carter McDavid and his current track method is wouldn't be in the hall if he doesn't win a single cup. He's gonna go in the hall. Yeah. Like So for me though, obviously the big takeaway is like you read between the lines of this tweet, at least how I read it. It is that and I mentioned this on Twitter a couple days ago. It is that continuation of the narrative that Carey Price never had help in front of him which i disagree with and i looked at the numbers Mm -hmm. right and i looked at the numbers um basically how i phrased it on twitter i cannot stand the narrative that some people try to spin that he played behind garbage in montreal his entire career because it's not true they were essentially bang average for his entire career. And I looked up the numbers mm-hmm. from all of Carey Price's seasons, uh, minus the 15-16 season where he was injured, uh, and, of course, the uh, the prior season, 21-22, where he didn't play that much. On average, in terms of goals for as a team, the Habs finished 16th out of 30 teams. And then, obviously, towards the latter half, you could say 31 and 32 teams. Middle of the road in terms of offense. never Never great, certainly, which factors into how good he was but never this dog shit consistently abysmal team like people like to say the sabers the coyotes the islanders before Tavares. they were never that shit they were never elite well that's not true they were top five twice uh in his tenure and then yeah they were mostly in the teens or the the low 20s like i get it like they weren't elite in front of them but they weren't garbage. And I don't like that narrative of having to say that he was David overcoming Goliath in terms of the fucking fight he had to put in to overcome the worst dog shit team in front of him for 20 years. Like that's not what he played in front of. And I think that downplays Carey Price's career more because you're essentially Mm -hmm. trying to make it into you're, you're lying. You are lying. Yeah. You can just say, he He's never had the offense in front of him. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. People who are saying, well, he didn't have a cup. I don't give a fuck that he didn't have a cup. I'm glad he didn't have a cup because he played for the Habs and I'm a Bruins fan. But at the same side of things, for me, Carey Price is a Hockey Hall of Famer. I do not hold that against him. I just hate that narrative of trying to make what is already a fantastic career into yes. this mythical status when it's There's... not necessary. There's so much of that going around right now in hockey, and I don't know what is happening to where we have to try to romanticize every little thing. Like, again, the generational tag being thrown around constantly. This constant, like you said, um, having to try to mythicize someone's career, even though, and uh, again, one of these points coming up is going to be kind of similar to that in that. What the hell is this team doing this for? Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) uh, Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. So that was just my thing. And, you know, it's, it's funny because I looked up the numbers, too, of the two guys who I think are probably the most comparable to carry. You could have argued Roberto Luongo. Um, but I also mm-hmm. looked at Jonathan Quick with the Kings and Henrik Lundqvist right. with the New York Rangers. And there are 11 seasons in which these two teams or those three teams, Montreal, New York and L.A., are all comparable. 
11 seasons in which those goalies played a fairly even amount of games. In those 11 seasons, the Rangers averaged 15th for goals four in a season. The Habs averaged 18th, and the Kings averaged 22nd. Yes, the Kings were such a defensive team at that time. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And are, are we are we boosting Jonathan Quick to that mythical status? No. Like, most people just call it what it is. Like, they had an incredible run in a couple of years that he was a fucking amazing in the playoffs. But where are, like, I think there's a reason as to why people don't literally try to fucking flying glove save to the defense of Jonathan Quick like they do with Carey Price. It probably is because of the cups. But it's like, mm-hmm. you could just call Jonathan Quick what he is, like, he was an amazing playoff goalie for those two cup runs and pretty solid. Had some damn good years, but obviously the last yeah. few haven't been great. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, like I said, it's just sin. You kind of mentioned it. Like I said, or like you said, like romanticizing people to the point that it's, it's not, it's not necessary. Yeah. Like you can just call a career what it is. So in conclusion, Carey price is going to be a hockey hall of famer. As he should be. Can we please calm down and stop acting like he was playing in front of an ECHL team for his entire career, though? Yeah. That's all I ask. Both both statements can be true. He is a hockey Hall of Famer and he did not play behind literal school children <laughs> during his NHL career. Okay. Yeah. God, it just so, reminds me of that South Park episode where they had like the Avs That's what the people are like. And all, all the kids went out there and they just got the shit beat out of them, like literally. <laughs> Yeah, that's what people act like it was. It's it's insanity. But again, uh, and in general, too, obviously, like you don't like to see anyone's career end off of injury. And that's the yeah. obviously the sad part of the story is just like, yeah, one of the greatest goaltenders of his era and of all time. When you talk about him at his peak, his career's done. And that sucks. Uh, other uh, retirement news as well, just because this one was a little bit shocking. Uh, Kyle Turris after 776 games announced his retirement. He's already taken a management position, I think in the BCHL, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, this was kind of out of nowhere. Kyle Turris just turned 33 earlier this month. Oh boy. Like third overall pick of the coyotes in 2007. And it wasn't all that long ago. I mean, I guess it was a while ago now. You know, once upon a time in Ottawa, 60-point guy. And then he goes to Nashville in first season, 42 and 65. That's not that bad. And then just, like, in the past two years especially, past two to three years, like, just, like, the the contract he was on, it just – it fell off fast. I I feel like those two seasons that you mentioned, too, were a bit of resurgences, too. Like, there was a couple years where he didn't do so hot at least to my recollection. And then he had those like, yes. insurgences in, in Ottawa and Nashville. And it was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, yeah because but... with the Coyotes, he um, he didn't do that great. Um, his first full season, 08-09, 20 points in 63 games. Next year, 25 and 65. And then he started off the 11-12 season with no points in six games. And then he uh, then he was traded. So, wow. Yeah, I... um. <laughs> I just, I was just very surprised by this. I was very surprised by. It. I don't know if injuries were uh, were factored in or, or whatnot, but 
he might or is uh, actually I don't think he's the first first round pick from 07 to retire, but it is kind of weird that we're getting uh, to that to that point at, at this stage. But just really, uh, really surprising just to see kind of how how fast that fell off. I'm trying to look up the the tourist trade uh, that happened with Ottawa just to see kind of how that has aged. And uh, so far, not having much luck <laughs> tracking that down. But, yeah, just in general, really, really shocking news. Thought I found it. Come on, GM Trade Tracker or NHLTradeTracker.com. Another great site, another great tool. I cannot find this trade to save my life. And by the end of it, it won't even be that exciting of a trade. So I should just stop. Somebody stop me. <laughs> I have to know. Too late. I have to know. Kyle Turris was traded for David Runblad in a 2012 second rounder. Oof. Ooh. I got to All watch right. David Runblad play uh, for the Portland Pirates quite a bit. But, uh, God, who, who was that second rounder? All the questions. <laughs> oh, my God. We really going that far? <laughs> I need to know. I it's need like a trade to know. It yeah. basically is. God damn it. All right. Hold on. I got it. I got it. rounder didn't become anything. I got it. It was goaltender Anthony Stolarz because the pick was later dealt anyway to Philadelphia. (laughs) So not the most memorable trade in the world. We'll move on. Kyle Terra's solid career. Kind of surprising. It's over already. Someone's career who is not over. How do you like that segue? Paul Stashney. 36 years old, I believe. Maybe even 37. Still a very fucking good hockey player. Signs a one-year deal in Carolina. One year at 1.5 with a full no-movement clause because god damn it. Of course, Carolina would get a player like this. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Like, this is... Carolina's had a damn good offseason, man. Dude, they've they've cleaned up. I know it sucks about Pacioretty, but can you imagine if Pacioretty wasn't missing time right surgery. like <laughs> you factor in patcheretti i mean obviously Svechnikov, aho like their top six right now is those two with jarvis taravine and kalkaniemi natchez their third line stashney stall and jesper faust which is pretty damn good still and then mm-hmm. yeah defensively you add brent burns and uh, we're in for a couple of headaches here with the uh, the Eastern Conference, especially if one of us ends up on the Metro side of the bracket. That's if the Bruins make the playoffs. I'm sure the Leafs will, but just, yeah. oh, just damn it. I hate it. Carolina's continuing to be a thorn in the side for the Bruins, although the Bruins played the same role for Carolina not all that long ago, so I guess it evens out. Uh, the Canes also announced they're switching full-time to that black alternate jersey. The Storm Flag jersey will now be their full-time home because for whatever reason, their owner doesn't like the red one. I don't know why. Uh, Sin, you were shaking your head. Not a fan of that jersey? Oh, no. I just remember when the Sharks switched to the black jerseys in the playoffs and they just sucked with it. I just, I was just kind of having some PTSD from that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. You should never throw a bong, kid. Ever. (laughs) And speaking of jerseys, too, did you guys look into the reverse retro leak? That's all I know. Yeah, so the Sharks... Basically, uh, the majority of the NHL reverse retro jerseys 
have leaked at least the basic design of them off of t-shirts that were accidentally posted to nhl.com there is nothing for the leafs so nothing to talk about there what a surprise it'll be white or blue um (laughs) yeah yeah no you know what i think they're gonna do something really really obscure where they're gonna go back to the original like the original original toronto maple leafs logo which was white and red yeah the uh the the yeah, the Lee, the the font on it was red instead of white or instead of blue. Mm. It was it looked pretty decent, like honestly. All right, but this is pretty much confirmed because the T-shirt design for the Canucks perfectly matches up with the leaked jersey that's out there, which is gorgeous. By yeah. the way, I absolutely love it. Um, indeed, the uh, Sharks are going to go with some form of nod to the California Golden Seals. We don't know to the full extent. Uh, yeah, because the shirt even, was just white with the fucking, yeah. Which lends credence to the rumor that they might do white skates <laughs> with the jersey when they're all Oh, my God. You know yes. what? Yeah, that was yes. the eccentric owner. Uh, if anyone remembers, like, the story mm-hmm. behind that, just uh, the most eccentric owner on the planet. It was way more concerned about cosmetics than anything. Legend has it he later joined EA to work in the Vancouver Austin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Get fucking dunked on. Get fucking dunked on. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, yeah. I uh, will see. I again, I still want a fucking Halloween Sharks jersey, man. I just want an orange and black. Did you like what the Barracuda did for their orange jersey? I did, but it was a little too much orange. Like it was like color rush. Like come on. Yeah. Um. That's. Funny. I. Yeah. The, yeah. The, and you need a bit more. Like I love orange. Like and just you know. There's a fine line. And I say orange and black, and a lot of Flyers fans are like, it's most. But, like, there's a different way to do it. Like, it's a different orange. Do black. You don't have to throw. I think, like, orange, black, and teal have no white whatsoever would be really interesting to see, like, if you yeah. did it well. And we got to stop with this yeah. modern look of everything looking so just bland. And, yeah, I don't know what it is, man. I'm, I'm seeing these square-ass houses being built and modernized, and they look awful. Just like you just put stucco on everything. Fucking cube houses being built, and like the woods. I'm like, what do you? Why? Come, uh, come to yeah. Maine, where every house yeah. was built before 1970, and most of them were built in the yes. 1800s. Yeah, I would love to see. Yeah, I'd love that. God damn it. God. Um, <laughs> just make sure you're prepared to have a, an air conditioner in the window, because we didn't hear about central heating until 2010. Uh, <laughs> Like, there are no fucking houses here that have, like, built-in air conditioning. I This house doesn't. There's an air conditioner to my right. Like, I need it. It's ridiculous. No. Um, but in terms of some of the other jerseys, looks like the Blue Jackets might go with a primary black for the first time in their career, like, when they were their history. Uh, they had the, uh, the alternate that had the black along the sleeves before. That one could be interesting. Huh, the Islanders that. look like they're bringing back the Fisherman, uh, just yes. with a bit more orange which also could be interesting. Good. Yeah. The Florida Panthers and the Montreal Canadiens are both going with what I dare say is like more of a baby blue, like a powder blue. So the so Panthers like maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like the Panthers maybe going back to like what was like their jet blue era Jersey. Mm. Uh, the oh Habs are out there too. The Oilers are bringing back the McFarlane Jersey, but with way more orange on it. Which one was that? I, I like that. Um, I, li- I like the McFarlane Jersey. I mean, saying if you Google it, it'll pop right up rather than me explaining it, but I can try. It's the okay. one that has like the, I can't even describe the shape. Um, 
It, almost like the a McFarlane shooting version? star effect. Uh, but it was made by comic designers. Oh, yeah, McFarlane. yeah, yeah. It was the yeah, oil the drop. Yeah, the cog. I, I call the it oil the oil cog, drop. Yeah. Oil drop's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, the Sabres mm-hmm. bringing back the goat head, but with yellow and blue. Could be interesting. Penguins nice. bringing back the robo penguin. Uh, oh, yeah. Which I'm intrigued. Apparently, it's going to be a primary yellow. So that's an interesting one. And the Boston Bruins. Pooh Bear. Bringing back the Pooh Bear. Let's go. Oh, my God. It Let's looks like go. it's going to be a white Pooh Bear jersey. Hype. Oh, my God. I'm intrigued. I'm worried for my wallet. Now, the last time Reverse Retros came out, there were some fucking awesome ones. Washington, Colorado. I still wanted the Bruins one, even though it wasn't my favorite, just to have it for my collection. But it was right around Christmas time, and I'm like, I don't have the fucking spare money to be like, ah, yeah. sorry, we're... It's our first Christmas together. I bought myself hockey jerseys. Couldn't quite do that. Um, <laughs> this time out, now it's like, hey, I spent $800 on hockey jerseys when we're planning a wedding. So I'm a little bit worried, especially because, you know, if you don't get these instantly, they're going to be very tough to find as the years go on. There are some interesting jerseys out there, though. I'm excited to, like, fully see what a lot of these look like. Yeah. And- uh, speaking of jerseys um breaking news here from uh danny webster you know nhl hey. writer las vegas uh las vegas uh son friend of the show phil He's kessel the, uh, trade deadline. yeah phil kessel will be wearing number eight for vegas number eight number eight phil kessel and we were going to talk about that Gross. so we can kind of because he switch. ate too many hot dogs Oof. But I'm sorry. Um, I love I love him. Listen, he well, brought that okay. cup to so, sick kids. Yeah, that he did. So we can yeah. talk about that. I mean, again, Phil Kessel that was going to be one of the things we talked about. Signing with the Vegas Golden Knights one year at one and a half million. Um, <laughs> Vegas, as we know, has cap space at this point. Uh, of course, they took on Shea Weber's contract. Amazing. That'll be seven point eight million of LTIR, and then Robin Leonard's five million. It will be LTIR now. Let's talk about the Kessel signing before we talk about Robin Leonard. Um, I like this deal for Vegas quite a bit to get someone like Phil Kessel in there. He already had a quote, apparently. I don't know if it was taken out of context about it's good to be in a place that wants to win. So uh, Arizona gets shit on. But, you know, Phil Kessel, like, will probably slot into their third line right wing spot because you have Mark Stone and probably Riley Smith ahead of him. But yeah. that's a good extra, like, injection of offense for them. Yeah, especially if they have another injury. Yeah, and if the power play, like, the power play. Like, he'll be a power play oh, specialist yeah. for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many goals Phil Kessel had last year? 24. 25. Eight. Oh. Well, see, <laughs> I just I just didn't give a shit about Arizona, clearly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even realize. It's Kessel. He's getting at least 20. I don't care where he's playing. But no, I didn't realize it was that bad. He played I'm a full 82 game season, had eight Woo. goals, 44 assists. Oh, so well, yeah. He's too- so fucking Voracek. Exactly. He's, <laughs> turned, he's turning into Jake Voracek. God <laughs> uh, damn it. But so for the Knights, that's a good signing. But the bad news is in regards Man to Robin had 50 Leonard, points and he only got signed to 1.5 mil. Fuck off, Vegas. Yeah, that was yeah. that was the pretty surprising news, I would say, more than anything, is that <sighs> no one else kind of gave him more money to sign elsewhere yeah, um, two mil i'd do it <laughs> yeah right so what's their cap hit at right now uh for vegas on cap friendly they're listed at eight million dollars over the cap however 
Again, Shea Weber, about seven point nine million will be off the books, and then mm-hmm. five million of Robin Leonard. So they have cap space. Uh, boy, should have kept Max Statsuban. Uh, <laughs> yeah, PK Subban, or they're gonna pull uh, Rodriguez because I heard something about Rodriguez wanting five mil or something like that. There's no way that's happening again, at this know. point. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, so we talk about the offense for Vegas. I mean, they're bottom six right now. William Carrier, Nick Waugh, Phil Kessel. That's not bad. But then you have a fourth line of Jake Lasician, Brett Howden, and Keegan Colasar, who are 23, 24, 25, respectively. They are probably going to look to boost up offensively a little bit more. They could use another guy. No offense to William Carrier. He's a 20-point guy. Bump him down to the fourth line. Get someone else on that third line. Someone like Evan Rodriguez, Sonny Milano, would fit in great in Vegas. Their defense isn't bad. Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb, Theodore, Hutton, and Whitecloud. I honestly don't mind their defense at all. Uh, And Nick Haig, who is currently hurt uh, week to week, he'll be factored in there too. Their goalies are Braswa and Thompson, and it's confirmed that they are going to run with those two, which, again, I'm okay with. I do think Logan Thompson deserves that chance to show if he could be a starter off of what he did last season. He was the only reason down the stretch they had a chance of making the playoffs. Yep. But for Robin Leonard, the news is out. Not only, of course, is he out for the season, it's confirmed that he is now having double hip surgery, one and then another a little bit down the road. It's bad enough to try to come back from one hip surgery. Wasn't that, that Bishop trying to come back from ben hip Bishop, surgery? Bishop, yeah. Rask. Mm. Granted, those guys are a little bit older than Robin Leonard, but at the same time, yeah, it was, uh, I believe it was hip injuries for both, hip surgeries for both, yeah. that pretty much took both of those guys out a little bit earlier than it would have otherwise. Uh, still breaks yeah. my heart to know Tuka Rask is retired. It fucking kills me. Um, yeah. I am rooting for Robin Leonard. There is a very good chance we're never going to see Robin Leonard on the ice again. And if he does, it could be two, three, four games, and then he's like, fuck, like Tuka Rask did, you know? I think there is a longevity for uh, Robin Leonard. He has a weird style of play. Uh, it's very... It's very more stand-up and not really the traditional butterfly that people use nowadays. Um, I think he's kind of like the last of the bunch over there. He kind of does a lot of stand-up saves. Uh, very little down. So it could work out for him in the long run. Obviously, I'm not a fucking professional goaltender, trainer, coach, or anything. I'd love to be a coach. But the way that he plays his game, there is a possibility that he could be fine after the surgery. I mean, he is, he also, he is kind of like a big guy, too. So it could also put some strain on his hip as well. But I, I guess time will only tell. Like we but we have examples again with Bishop and Rask and maybe even like Kerry Price with his like groin and hip and stuff like that. Where, you know, you're not the same guy when you come back. And I think Tuka Rask could probably play, but I think like not the same level. And I know a lot of guys who when they come back, they don't want to drop down to the minor leagues. They are basically kind of saying, yeah. like, you want to be th- that big money, that big contract, that big thing. They, they don't play down. It's kind of like, um, it's, I'm not sure if it's like a morality <laughs> thing or like a legacy kind of thing. But they, they just, they want to play that high level. That or bust. Yeah. yeah. So, again, best wishes to Robin Leonard. Um, Vegas, we'll see. Obviously, we'll talk about them once we get into the season previews. Yep. Uh, quick note about the PHF. The Premier Hockey Federation, of course, the 
top women's league in the world right now. Uh, they announced that ESPN will continue to be their exclusive home in the U.S. for the next two seasons, live streaming on ESPN+. Plus. So on one hand, good news. On the other, I think we're all still just kind of like, what's what's the next step? You know, yeah. like we, we've talked about that a ton. Like any good news for the mm. women's game is great news. But there's still obviously so many doubts about whether or not the PHF is that long term uh, kind of home and, you know, uh, will result yeah. in the the growth that we all hope to see for the women's game. So but there is more positive news in terms of the women's game that we'll talk about at the end of the show. Before that, Sin alluded uh, towards this, although no, Endo, we'll go ahead. The PHF, what do you got? Yeah. Like, I feel bad when we kind of talk about the PHF and how it's not really being successful. I mean, I've mentioned before that I have a close friend of mine who plays for the Toronto Six. And mm-hmm. it feel like it feels kind of weird where I'm kind of like, you know, this league is making some really, really bad decisions. And they're kind of like mixed up because they've had their commissioner change like two times in the past, like three yeah. years or four years. Yeah. And I get like during the pandemic, it was kind of rough with them having the bubble and they got shut down and all mm-hmm. that stuff and all that mess up and everything. But if you couldn't manage something like that or to keep people isolated. I don't know what we're going to do when things are back open again, when, you know, you have two teams coming in, the expansion team happening in Montreal. Uh, like there, there are steps to go through. And we've always said that, you know, the biggest step for them to do was to collaborate with the PWHPA, the professional women's hockey association of players and work together. And yeah. because they haven't done that, we, we talked about how the NHL was like, work together. We're not going to work with two separate groups work together like work with each other because the pwhpa people are the same ones who ran the cwho the canadian women's hockey league and were the first north american franchise to expand over to eurasia or china with the with the i can't remember the name of the team the kunlun red star who then they ended up leaving them and going with zhl which is a russian hockey league over there for women yada 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 i'm just concerned that like not only is my my friend gonna be out of a job but with the way th- certain things are, they're expanding too much instead of looking to cooperate with other people. It's great that they have sponsorships and have this deal with ESPN, but I want to see more stuff in terms of reaching out to other leagues and seeing like in North America and seeing what you can do, or if you can expand, like they obviously they're getting women are getting paid more, which is great, but I want to see them do stuff as well as, you know, have the draft or maybe, fund a development league or have a minor league system as well so that way people are still making money even in the minor systems you know just basically going oh you don't make the team out of college or university you're you're a shit out of luck until we have one league with all the best women hockey players in the world it's always going to feel like we're not where we want to be so that's where the phf kind of is right now sin you alluded towards this earlier the Winnipeg Jets announced that they are going to be retiring both Temu Solani and Teppo Newman's numbers on November 17th. But technically, they're not the same Winnipeg Jets that both of those players played for. The Winnipeg Jets are technically the Arizona Coyotes, and the current Jets are technically the Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah. How do we feel about this? It's stupid. First of all, Solani didn't even spend that much fucking time in Winnipeg. He's a duck. When you think of Tamu Solani, you think of a duck. I think of the avalanche. Um, (laughs) All Korea Tamu Solani. Retire their numbers, Colorado. Do it. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> a 2004 season where they had the fucking Metallica documentary. Let's do yeah. this. Did you uh, guys? Teflon, I think like, I mentioned it on the show before. By the way, did you guys know? Like, there was an I think it was an HBO production that followed the uh, Colorado Avalanche the year that Solani and Korea went there, and uh, James Hetfield did the voiceover work for it. It's oh it's bizarre. God. It's bizarre. It's on YouTube still, last I knew. I mean, I James Hetfield loves hockey. He's a Sharks fan. I mean, he's from the Bay Area. I've seen him at Sharks games and shit. I met him. Pretty cool dude. There you go. But yeah, he spent mm-hmm. from 92 until midway through the 96 season as a Jet. <laughs> so less uh, three full years and change. As a get jet. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. Like, yeah, sure, he had that 70-whatever goal season. 76. He did clay pigeon and shit there. Yeah, he did the clay pigeon and shit. But, like, yeah. I'm sorry. He's a duck. Yeah. Why? And, again, they're not even the same franchise, technically, as we said. Like, that's not as big of a deal. But the biggest thing to me is, like, I don't understand. And they're both – I'm like, hmm, Tepo Newman, and I can't really remember how much time he was a jet. But, like, also, like, why are they, what are they trying to do with the Finns? Like what? What are they trying to entice some fins for? Is it are the, are the plane tickets cheaper if you send them both over at the same time? Probably because Winnipeg, that, their airport. That'll be sucks. our next trip to Finland, buddy. We'll be right next to one another in the cargo hold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teppo Newman was a Jet from 1988 until 1996, so he was a Jet, a bit and within that organization. Uh, from 88 all the way until 2003. So he even when so they moved, he stayed with that team. But wouldn't that make more sense for the Coyotes to retire his number? Yeah, right? that is- I don't fucking get it. It's so Yeah, this, this yeah. just has PR written all over it. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Especially on Solani. Like, if I was the Ducks, I'd be fucking suing the Winnipeg Jets right now. <laughs> I don't know if you can, but I'm doing it anyway. It's the United States. You can sue over anything. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's a Canadian team involved, but I mean, hey, Solani is a duck. Have the Doesn't ducks. Doesn't matter. Canada Jet. versus U.S. Who wins? Canada isn't real. I yeah, agree. Canada it's is fake. just, you know. Yeah. It's U.S. Like light. Australia. Doesn't U.S. Exist. light. Yeah. yeah. Telephone wires are just a big scam. <laughs> <laughs> Birds aren't I, real. I, yeah. <laughs> I told you guys about that, right? That it was a fucking someone took a picture of a van in a parking lot, and on the side of it said, "Telephone wires aren't actually that; they're charging cables for the birds, who aren't actually birds. They're surveillance tools." Nice <laughs> birds yeah. and cameras. Yeah, baby, I love it. It's like Disneyland; you know everything's funny, fucking man. fake, man. <sighs> <laughs> That was one of my family's yeah, running jokes. the happiest place on earth. Like, our, our running joke whenever we're at Disneyland, like, if there was a live bird that, like, flew over and sat down, someone were like, wow, doesn't that just look so real? Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> God, how does Disney do it, you know? They're animatronics. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just got Disney a really, do? really small fetus to work there and just kind of work the bird flying through. Well, that's what they do in the fucking uh, the small. That's world what all the abortions are for—to put them in birds. <laughs> Stop the steal! All right. <laughs> so the speaking of Canada, the Calgary Flames. Speaking of steal. <laughs> 
Speaking of, of Second steel, America, Calgary, speaking, Alberta. Speaking of steel, <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens. Good God. Oh, my God. So the Flames obviously did some things and some stuff since our last Shut. show. Let's talk about the trade first. They dealt Sean Monahan and a first-round pick to Montreal for future considerations. Obviously, for Calgary, you get rid of Sean Monahan, his $6 million cap it. I think it's the last year of his deal. Injuries aplenty as of late. You pay the first-round pick to do it. It's a bit pricey, but that opens up the opportunity to do what you did in terms of the signing. For the Habs, slam dunk. You have the cap space, essentially. Fuck, you could put him on LTIR if you had to. You get a first-round pick that had a longer list of conditions than any other trade ever. It's like it's like the cartoon where a character is just reading off of a fucking list and the paper just keeps unscrolling yep. and just keeps going. Like, holy shit. I literally the definition of I'm not reading all of that. I'm sorry that happened to you or congratulations. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking absurd. So good trade for Montreal to get involved. For Calgary, that freed up their cap space to sign Nazem Kadri for seven years at $7 million, a team that once upon a time he rejected a trade to, and Endo, he ends up there now. How does it feel to know that your favorite player plays for the Calgary Flames? Pretty fucking sweet. They got pretty nice jerseys, honestly. And you're going to be able to watch them on TV more, as opposed to U.S. Yeah, coverage. I... Exactly. Yeah, I don't even use Sportsnet. I have my ways of watching it. I won't say how, but either way, I can watch it. But it's glad to know that if I go to a bar, I can I can basically pull it up and be like, "Hey, yo, let's watch the Flames play." Honestly, it's yeah. um, it's good. You're, it's you're good to see uh, <laughs> for asking for the Flames coverage. Ah, oh, come on! At least here, the see a team actually do something out past the second round. So you know. Hey, low hanging so- fruit. Is you made the joke this time, not one of us. Speaking of low of hanging fruit, Manscaped. Uh, I don't have a good no. <laughs> hey, that's Clean your balls. That's actually good. <laughs> Coach so, I'm choking on popcorn. For Calgary, obviously they lose Johnny Gojo to Columbus. They trade Matthew Kachuk, but in return they have Huberto, they have Mackenzie Weger, they have Nazem Kadri. Now Harman Dayal, and I'm sorry if I'm uh, botching that on Twitter. Mentioned this. Kadri's 31, Markstrom 32, Huberto 29, Backlund 33, Tanev 32. Basically, they've recovered very, very well, which a few weeks ago, I'm like, this team's fucked, and that wasn't a controversial statement. (laughs) They essentially do have like a two- to three-year window, maybe a little bit longer, to really do some damage before they run into a little bit of trouble. And Mm. I I agree with that take. Um and in the meantime, they could spend that time updating their locker room so people on Twitter don't freak the fuck out that they have a fucking basic-ass locker room in an old-ass arena. But I'm very intrigued to see how we think Calgary compares to other teams in their division because they went, you know, once we get into those season previews, because they went from a team that was completely boned to now being in a pretty decent spot and theoretically right back in the playoffs. I mean, again, I, I don't recall a team looking as screwed as they were recovering as well as they have and in as you know such a short amount of time yeah sorry yes i mean i was choking on water 
we, uh, yeah, we, we said this. We, we yeah, we said this plenty about fucking Calgary. They've recovered extremely well. They've chosen to go win now mode. Why the hell not? Whatever. Yeah, give it a shot. You can still deal some of those pieces by the time your window's up, as long as you accept it. Then there was the World Juniors, which um, shout out to Hockey Canada, by the way, apparently being shady towards uh, smaller leagues and officials they aren't involved with. That fucking organization can't go a week without some sort of controversy. But um, yeah, Canada winning the World Juniors. Um, Last episode, I said it won't be exciting until the big four are in the final four. And I instantly jinxed the U.S. who lost to Chechia. That was great. Uh, But Canada went on to win gold over Finland three to two in overtime. After an unbelievable goal line save by Mason McTavish, Jesus Christ, I still can't Who get caused that play. the fucking play to happen in the first place, may I add. But it's still amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leads I'm not going to gonna a... fault a young forward by being a bonehead defensively. There you go. Leads Ken Johnson to score the winning goal. McTavish was named player of the tournament, rightfully <sighs> so. That is two years in a row. Now for Ducks prospects, it was Zegers the year before. Ducks what was are going to be so good. I'm just I worried know. the Ducks are going to be so fucking good. And I'm going to have to hate them again. <laughs> yeah, because they also have defenseman Olin Zellweger, who could have won player of the tournament. He had 11 points in seven games as a defenseman, which is the most ever by an under 19-year-old defenseman in a single world junior tournament. So, fucking hell. Yeah, the Ducks are going to be scary again. Zellweger was the second-round pick, by the way. So, end of... I mean, you know, sitting I kind of mentioned, like, yeah, hey, the World Juniors, whatever, we're not really into it. Um, but Canada winning, just kind of business as usual for you guys. <laughs> like, how, how do you feel about it? I didn't give a damn about the, the this year. I, I just didn't because of everything that went on with Hockey Canada. And it felt it felt weird to kind of watch yeah. it. I even commented about how the arenas were empty and people were saying, oh, we know it's the summer. Who wants me to hockey rink during the summer? Did you see Halinka Gretzky? That, that shit mm. had a lot more people there because that's not really talked about as much as the World Juniors. That was publicized a lot and talking about how things were going through and they said that they'd mention on the broadcast about the allegations, how it was going to be like a dirty win. And not once did I hear anything on the broadcast or people talking about like, oh, how TSN brought up, you know, what was going on and all this and all that. They kind of swept it under the rug because, you know, bad press is always something you don't want to talk about, especially when it's the good old Canadian boys. Never do any wrong. Never do anything wrong whatsoever. Um, I mean, okay. it's great that the that the that they won. I mean, that's cool. Um, it it does feel like a dirty win because of everything that's, ha- that's happened and gone on. Sponsors pulling out. Uh, yeah, like you, like I, I feel like I can't talk about World Juniors without talking about the stuff that's happened in the past, especially because it was former World Junior members. Not the ones who are active on the list. Like, I don't think there was really anything happening there. But just in general, like, it feels like anything involving World Juniors is tainted. At least until yeah. they rectify the situation and get rid of the people who they have to get rid of in clean house. Yeah, it's an absolute shame for the guys that did win the tournament this year because it was a fucking phenomenal performance from them. But, yeah, their uh, accomplishment overshadowed by the actions of those that came before them. It's kind of how yeah. you sum up the World Juniors this year. Uh, but, you know, mentioned McTavish winning player of the tournament, mentioned Zegras winning it the year before. And that brings us, of course, to talking more about Trevor Zegras and the, uh, of course, the women's game as well. But I, I alluded towards Sarah Nurse. Uh, Zegras and Sarah Nurse named the dual cover athletes for NHL 23. It. It's revealed trailer dropping yesterday. 
uh, full uh, kind of recap video on my main channel about that. So I don't know if you did anything for no. it. I don't give a fuck, dude. Fair <laughs> like, enough. Like, I, I, I should. I really should. And I should do this <laughs> shit for the algorithm. But it's like, I'm really trying to get away from just being an NHL-only channel. And, like, yeah. and I just don't care. And I, and if I if I do things that I don't have passion about or at least enjoy just doing. Burn out. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. Like, yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to be trying to grow, keep growing my channel, expand, but there's enough fucking trailer breakdowns and like mm-hmm. you don't need yeah. me all every time i've done a trailer breakdown i just shit on it like i, I try to like make it funny in some way like a few years ago like i was just pointing out weird stuff like oh between his leg looks a triangle it's a fucking illuminati sign like that was my trailer <laughs> breakdown like it, i i can't i can't do it serious because that's not who i am and if i'm not authentic to who i am and at the eh. same time and my struggle with this was I did the trailer breakdown because obviously, like, again, with the EA affiliation still, I had access to the trailer early to have something prepared, which is nice. Um, yeah. But, you know, like I saw, like, um, No Sleeps, friend of the channel, he mentioned that, like, oh, on TikTok, he had a video about crossplay being announced and that it was doing fucking gangbusters for him, which is awesome. Yeah. I can't do something like that because I'm not necessarily overly passionate about what the trailer put out there. I can't mm-hmm. fake a hyper excitement level. So, Sin, along with what you were mentioning, I've been in that mindset now for the past couple of days, especially if not longer, where I I also am not quite sure where NHL 23 is going to stand for me. Yeah. You know, despite the fact that, uh, you know, again, we're recording this on Friday the 26th. The stream last night on Twitch with Madden was the first time in a week and a half where I'm like, ah, I'm kind of angry and frustrated at this game. But I'm having a lot of fun with Madden. I had a lot of fun with F1. Like, I'm having way more fun with other games. But in a sense, you do still feel that pressure of I, I built myself up on this game. I'm known for this game. But then it's it's that, you know kind of feeling of obligation versus am I going to burn myself out faster by playing something I'm not as invested in anymore? That's It's a hell of a balancing act, and I, I'm closer to that kind of ultimatum of, like, where do I stand with my interest with the ANHL? Yeah. I don't think I'll be done with it, but at the same time, and as we talk about what was announced feature-wise and stuff like that, we'll talk about whether or not it does anything for us in terms of necessarily moving the needle so yeah. again first first and foremost cover wise again we all have the same opinion uh fucking awesome trevor z yeah. is one of the most marketable players in the nhl right now uh his highlights getting more views than pretty much anything else ever in the history of the nhl in terms of social media yeah. he should be on the cover sarah nurse 100 deserves to be on the cover uh again i mentioned it in that breakdown video you know i got to do that uh that live stream with uh, lazarus esports and everything they had their uh Chevrolet sponsored event that was a shootout tournament. Yeah, uh, Sarah Nurse was a part of that. Steve Dangle was a part of that. That was awesome to get to work uh, on that. Sarah is an incredibly nice person, as you would imagine. Um, people complaining about the cover, obviously, are fucking morons that are going to complain for the sake of complaining. There are palm trees. He's wearing shorts. There's a woman on the cover. Like people, people are dicks. End of the day, yeah. for people like us. Number one, we can acknowledge it's cool. Secondly, when's the last time you bought a physical copy of NHL? I'm yeah, actually tempted. Like, I'm legit tempted because reason. of this cover. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. It's a historical That's the cover. only reason. Like, I don't give a fuck about McDavid or Matthews. No offense. Uh, they're I just not the, marketable. 
the last <laughs> physical copy of an NHL that I own, and I will eventually go back and buy the other ones just for the collection, is NHL 15 because Bergeron was on the cover. Mine was, I think, 17 when Tarasenko was on it because it was so, so – I think I pre-ordered it, and I'm like uh, – and, and it was before they actually revealed the cover, I want to say. I don't know if even that was possible, but Pavelski had a chance to be on it, so I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. There you go. For going so, through this, mine was mine was nineteen because PK was on the cover. Honestly, it was awesome. I, I I like it. Like it's just it's one of those things for like everyday play though. You're only going to see it as you load the game up, and then it's out of sight of the mind. Yeah. It's yeah. not a big. You game. know what's funny? Not even that because this year's game for P on the it's Series S, it booted you right into the fucking menu. You didn't even right. see the login to get in there. I'm not sure that was a bug or something like that, but like you just booted right to the fucking menu. It might have been that people weren't properly closing out the game or the app itself, or maybe that's just a Series X thing. I don't know. I don't play it enough. No. Yeah, the, the whole quick it's, resume yeah. feature, which is a bit buggy, yeah. that honestly caused some franchise modes to disappear. It was 100% yep. the quick resume feature that causes franchise modes and rosters to disappear. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It so was. whenever I back out of NHL, I always make sure I hit quick game for that reason. Huh. I'm pretty sure that's what it was based off of some of my tests. Yeah. Because um, what what happens is I think oh, I, I figured out what exactly it is. So I might be just guessing here. Uh, randomly, I would get an error saying that rosters are not found. Retry or exit, and and it means that anytime you try to save anything whatsoever, you couldn't save. You'd have to go continue without saving, and then you'd relaunch back in. And there was like a one in like 50, 50 chance that your rosters are all gone. Like I had oh. several franchises that I was doing. I was gonna record and put up content for YouTube. And they were gone. And I was like, ah, well, at least it's just on Tuki's roster. There's no other changes. So at least there was that. Like, yeah, that roster... never happened to me. Mine yeah. would just franchise mode files would just be deleted. And I, but yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I'd always go Xbox button and then start and then close out the app, you know, like actually. Quit the game. <laughs> uh, that was just my, my hunch. Otherwise, it's all okay. EA fucking broke it and there's nothing we can do. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in terms of uh, features for NHL 23, uh, obviously, second year on Frostbite, which that type of thing um for ultimate team women are now in hut which is cool respect and they they gave like different themes on a week by week basis to hut rival i don't care it's not realistic let me play with the dead body of gretzky or (laughs) (laughs) wayne gretzky's dead body Shit, let me spoiler alert. I'm from the future. Sorry, Gretzky dies in a year. Um, oh, oh, man. Let me... Dude. <laughs> Dude. 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 No. Um, I was going to say, a... you can play with, like, pre-weight loss gum Wayne Gretzky. There you go. Is it too, is it too, uh, is it in too much of poor taste to name this show Dead Wayne? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Wayne just name it. Just name it Wayne, Wayne Gretzky is dead. <laughs> All caps. Gretzky's dead. <laughs> Just fucking watch the watch the numbers pour in and watch the reviews tank. You're welcome. That might that might be a bridge too far, but holy fuck, would it, it be hilarious? <laughs> Wayne Gretzky is dead. Just with, with the, and the thumbnail's got to be Voldemort. <laughs> you know that fucking part where he's Harry Potter is dead. <laughs> Shuffle. <laughs> We might have to do this now. We might have to. <laughs> I might have he to wasn't really in. dead, kids. You uh, see, he jumped out of Hagrid's arms and started fucking magicking people. As long as the thumbnail is Magic the Harry King. Potter reference. 
Oh, oh yeah. No, God. we're doing this now. Yeah, we're, we're doing this now. It's official. God damn. Oh, my God. Uh, so, Ultimate Team, who gives a shit? Again, the cover athletes, cool as hell. The biggest thing by far for NHL in a general sense this year is cross-plat. Uh, again, it'll be Xbox One, PS4 that are synced up. Oh. And then Series X and PS5 that are synced up. So, it won't be. Oh, so it's not cross-gen, but it's cross-plat. You know, that's better. Correct. That's I better call- than yeah, I'm calling it cross-compete. That's what I'm going to call it for the fucking year. Because that's basically what it is. Because you can't play with, you can't play on the same team as someone on a different console ecosystem, but you can play against them. Wait, what? So what you're gonna have, yeah, yeah. So what you're, so for example, that's you can play I- PS5 versus Series X, but you can't mm. play a mixed team of Series of uh, PS5 and Series X. Oh, that kind of sucks. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I wonder how that could yeah. be integrated because I know you have the party system. I guess it is tough because you have separate party systems for each thing, but that's why you have to have an yeah. internal community thing built. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason why they had EA Social for uh, F1 and having it for FIFA and yada, 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 all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a step forward. Apparently, it's going to be added in November, which is okay slow, because you slow. don't necessarily need it at launch anyway. Uh, compared mm-hmm. to when roster sharing was delayed until December last year. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, roster sharing not looking like it's cross-gen, cross-plat at all, which fucking blows for one of the many reasons I'll talk about in a minute. Endo, what's up? Yeah, like, I'm looking at this, and uh, a lot of people were mixed about, you know, adding cross-plat and uh, cross-play in general, saying, oh, they should have left over 24 if it was going to be like this. Like, are you are you sure about that? If you didn't get crossplay this year, you were gonna freak out. You're already free. Everyone freaked out about not having GM connected again for the fifteenth year, basically. At this point, it sounds like it's just a dead end meme. At this point, like I would rather them them put effort into putting stuff in post launch and showing that they don't they don't just care about you know just racking in money with the packs and just sitting back and just going oh, 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 oh. like like uh, they they basically seem to be doing for what during like from like years now. I, I, mean, I like to see them add stuff in. Like, when they added IAA chap, that was, like, a big surprise to fucking everybody. It's like, oh, shit, they had the full license? All right, cool. I expect them to integrate stuff like that into the rest of the modes. And, like, everything sounds great on paper, but, like, I want to see them, like, execute it completely, too. Yeah, cool. I mean, this is a change on, like, the double IHF thing where it's... Mm-hmm. It, like, again, you don't need it in that first month anyway because the population is going to be fine. You need yeah. cross you need cross plat for when you get to like March and beyond. Yeah. When otherwise you're waiting three, five minutes to find the one game and then the other team might fucking back out. So it was one hundred percent a necessary addition because of where the player's pool size is at this point and how it's split amongst consoles. It was one hundred percent needed. The problem is it took up the vast majority of their resources this year which is fairly obvious based off of what else was added or wasn't that people were hoping for. Um, You know, like I said, this feature compared to a double IHF that isn't like integrated into be a pro or franchise. eh? this integration of cross plat hits the mark. It does. Yeah. Um, It is just a shame that the dev team is the size that it is. And again, the biggest issue for sports games right now is the fact that this yearly release schedule fucking murders any potential these sports games often have that's 100 yeah. the biggest issue with any sports game right now i do believe that the nhl dev team could do well and could succeed if they were releasing games bi-yearly 
But the fact that they're not is frankly brutal because people are like, oh, well, yearly schedule. They have a year. L-O fucking L, that's not how it works. And I'm not saying this if to six defend months. them. Exactly. <laughs> if, if less, dude. If not less. Um, you know, the planning for the next game. So, for example, right now, as they're finishing up NHL 23, the planning for the next game for 24 has started. And obviously, they might already be putting it into effect now that we are about a month and a half out from launch. But, and you got to figure, they're working on 24 while they're trying to update and keep 23 in a decent spot. Whether or not they succeed in that front with patches and stuff yeah. like that's its own question. Like, I'm not saying this to defend them, but you do have to, I guess, you have to understand it a bit. You don't have to empathize with them. Like, hey, that's your job. Do your mm-hmm. job. It is what it is. You signed up for it. But at the same time, this is why I always say kind of keep realistic expectations with what they're going to be able to add in on a year-by-year basis because you look at every other sports game, every other yearly release game where the complaints from the communities are the fucking same. It does not matter if it's F1, if it's Madden, if it's MLB. Nobody's happy because nobody necessarily thinks the game is where it should be. And the biggest reason for that is, again, the crunch, essentially, that these guys are under to release these games. And I don't well, know if I you want something to say point. before I go ahead or yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, from what I, I heard something about how apparently the cross play is being outsourced to a different studio. I'm not sure oh. if you know anything about it, but like obviously, but like no, uh, they're saying it's outsourced to a studio, which means it would relieve whatever. But then again, it's all speculation because we don't have any like concrete evidence, but apparently it's a studio in like Ukraine. And then you're like, Oh, you think Ukraine? Oh, that's great. Then there's, you know, current world events happening. And yeah, like I'm, I'm really glad to see if there's extra stuff being put into, um, but at the same time, like annual releases are killing it. Um, I'm pretty sure like in several meetings that they've had before, like uh, I remember there was uh, something I think with, with sports gamer, uh, well then NHL gamer meeting with Clement Kwong, who does the work with the game saying that, Oh, you know, Oh, there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Mark. Perfect marketing right there. And saying that, you know, there are features that they want to put into, you know, GM connected, crossplay, stuff like that. It's on the white wave wire. So I'm pretty sure like in their office somewhere, there's a literal list of like the big things that they want to get in. But it's like, can we put this into a year or how far along can we get in right now before we have to take resources away to do another stuff? Like, I also think that um, people still think they're entitled in this community a lot. I don't know. Maybe that's just my sentiments on it. Like I get like being like upset that a fe- yeah, people are like uh, modes not being there, but realistically no one owes you fuck all. They could literally post the exact same game every year. As long as they have this deal with and with the NHL and NHLPA and all these other leagues and just kind of scrap it out. Just go, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I just think that, yeah, like, they're, they're putting effort into it, whether or not, like, again, everything looks and sounds good on paper. You, you've had, like, a hands-on experience because, you know, you said that before, you've had access to test some stuff out. But it's, like, we, we won't know until we get our hands on the tech test, but even that's an old build. We won't know. We won't know until day one of the official release yes. if so the game is going to be good stop reacting. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're just fucking, at this point, we're kind of just going in circles about shit we've talked about a hundred times before. <laughs> True. Yeah. So really uh, quickly, though, in terms of then the other things that were added in, because this is obviously not something that's been discussed before since this is new. Um, new system, 
quote unquote last chance puck movement because you always need a, a catchy word for that. Essentially, what it is, and look, I will not sit here and say thank me for this, but when I started talking about NHL 2K10 and putting videos out there about that, at the same time, was I having conversations with the devs about what I was seeing in that game that I'd like for NHL? Yes. Was I having direct conversations with Ben Ross, one of the lead designers, about what I'd like to see and what I like from this and what I'd like to see in NHL? Yes. And in the past couple years, we have seen shot blocking animations that were added into the game that look very similar to 2K10. Uh, and we now see this last chance, pu- last chance puck movement feature, which includes players stumbling, but still completing passes and shots like you would see in 2K10. Loose puck play is like, it is one of those things where if anyone wants to still have the attitude of like a game changers only kiss ass and don't do anything, I can directly say that like, I at least help get the thought into their minds of like, oh yeah, shit, maybe this is something we should do. And I do think this feature of the idea of, you know, as long as it works properly, we'll see what the fuck it looks like by the time the game's out. But the idea of, yeah, someone gets bumped and you don't get to get the shot off was unrealistic and they have worked at fixing that. I think it's a damn good change. I do think it's a damn good change. The fact that that is going to be more like NHL 2K10, that just because you get nudged in the back, it doesn't mean that your action is completely canceled. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a positive change. They did change things Mm -hmm. over with the goalies to have it be more based on the human goalie system. We'll see how that works because, man, every year people talk about goalies and obviously we hyper-focus on it. It feels like nothing changed. So, look, I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, no, it's going to be great. We'll see what happens. Um, You know, in in general, the like literally they do hype up the level of immersion and it's, it's true. The crowd's a lot more lively. They do react more properly. I mentioned the idea of the Stanley Cup celebration. It doesn't sound like you're in a fucking morgue or a library at this point, whatever one you think is actually quieter. Um, they have they have changed some stuff, and there's some other changes I'm privy to as well that I can't talk about yet that I think people will like. Um, again, franchise mode, the big thing for them, more NBA 2K-like, where you get full league customization now can change the amount of teams, the amount of games played in the season, the divisions, the conferences, the salary cap, pretty much everything, which, again, is great. I mentioned in my recap video, I don't know how much I'll get out of that. Um, I do know, you know, again, because I'm not just here to be like, hey, this is what it is. I do know, like, fact is, the idea of how well this works with roster sharing was mentioned. And I don't think this was something that was talked about just this year to be brought in because admittedly 2019, when I went to Vancouver, we had that conversation about, Hey, NBA has this, but have they openly acknowledged someone like snipe and score exists and puts out really cool flashback rosters that will now go fucking perfectly with custom leagues. Yes. So as much as it doesn't feel like it, sometimes I can confirm the team does listen and tries to do what they can not everything lines up with what we would want, what I would even want. Like my overall thoughts on this. And I guess the last thing to mention is like they overhauled some of the strategies as well. Um, You know, like the edit line screens a little bit different, not too crazy power play wise. There's actually proper strategies where you can set up who's designed to carry the puck into the zone. uh, Who's designed to be the shooter on each line, stuff like that. But overall, like, am I incredibly optimistic about this game? I think, you know, off of what I said before, I'm not sure. 
you know, I have mentioned it for a while now. Like the gameplay hasn't necessarily been for me. The issues within franchise mode that might end up still existing when it comes to how bad the AI are in terms of managing and building their team, if that still exists, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play franchise all year. But I do feel like they're they're trending in an interesting direction where it's like if they hit the mark and keep going, it can get better. But overall, I wanted to talk all about this. Like People can get my full thoughts on everything from that video. And obviously, ask questions if you want, YouTube, Twitter, wherever, when I'm live on Twitch. Sin, your thoughts, based off of the information that you have now about NHL 23, where are you at with the game, knowing that it doesn't come out until October 14th? I'm at waiting for it to come out in October. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have like zero hype level around it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just at the point where I'm like, I'm not going to think of one thing. I'm not going to get my ho- hopes up for something. I'm just going to react to the product itself. And that's, I don't know, I kind of boring fair. response. I'm sorry, but it's no, just that like kind of where I'm at right now. Like, I don't, I, I'm so, I, I've been very, very unplugged recently from, in a lot of ways. And it, I've, ironically all i did was really fucking delete twitter completely yeah. and like don't even check it <laughs> um but yeah i just like that's where i would get so much information um mm-hmm. and just be plugged into all that kind of stuff like, i didn't realize the trailer dropped i was like oh shit yeah i didn't have anything for it uh, whatever um yeah it's again it's all these things are nice like it's their job to try to market the game it's their job to try, try to promote or they're gonna say all the good shit that's gonna be in it we, Tugi and I are well, well, and Endo too, are, are well, well versed, play it so much that we're aware of all the bad shit that's in the game. And we're aware of how many years that bad shit has been in the game without fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, be a yeah. pro is just gonna, is still going to have the simulation glitch where you fucking leave at the end of a PK and you come out 10 minutes later. A goal is scored as you're exiting and as the sim kicks in, you may sit out for the rest of the period. That still exists. Be a pro. Uh, it doesn't give you the notification since they changed the upgrade your uh, off ice training system. It doesn't give you a notification anymore to stop the simulation. You have to well, stop every single off. week. You have to stop oh every God. single week on Sunday to set your training. You have one day to do it. Like these are all issues that have been existing for multiple years. The, uh, you know the AI and franchise mode being absolute dog shit, not knowing how to build a team, which sucks because yeah. I, I put members in in the game and they get drafted by shit teams. Ten years later, those teams are still shit and they haven't made the playoffs. So it's mm-hmm. like, it sucks because, you know, obviously you get mm-hmm. a rebuilder, they'll turn it around eventually, right? Maybe not if you're unlucky, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Well, see, that's why I wanted your opinion on this because I don't think that's a boring opinion. I think that does kind of speak volumes as to where you are for someone who's been on YouTube as long as I have been as yeah. well. And just how we're both, I don't want to say jaded, but this is supposed to be the exciting time of year and granted while you're a little bit more unplugged from the the scene than i am in terms of like the online discourse we're both kind of at the same point where it's like the feeling of having to make the best of it yeah instead of just genuinely being able to be excited yeah that says a lot i think that does says uh, i think that that does says a lot does say a lot endo how are you feeling about nhl 23 right now after that initial trailer reveal Okay, so as someone who's like, I'm kind of like a new bunch, new person to this bunch who's kind of trying to start a little bit of a career uh, around NHL and sports games in general. Get I out! Don't know how to feel? Just kidding. Ah, fuck <laughs> you! Let me do what I want. Run. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Gatekeep, uh, what is it? Wouldn't be the first time whatever. a white man told someone like Endo yeah. to get out of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man. i was actually was trying California. to be like a, a warning system like, like like oh yeah key key get out <laughs> but you know oh, yeah God. yeah save face now not not after before that no i'm joking oh, i don't care um but uh <laughs> like <laughs> i'm 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 optimistic but i also know that you know given how things are and they say oh we've improved the ai it's like every year you say that but every year it gets exploited and whether or not how much of a team is going to working happen. on that yeah, it's always going to happen no matter what. Yeah, that's that's one of the big issues, too. It's like you're going to try to do one thing and then you don't do it. And you have to pander through a certain group to pit their style because they're playing a certain way. And you're like, oh, like, I don't know. Because on paper, these moves sound great. They sound like they could be something to go off of and put it kind of back in the right foot. And so far, the execution, I mean, you can't base the trailer because they've already openly told people before that. You know, we record the trailers in rookie mode. So that way it's the easiest way to get cinematics, get the shots and stuff that we want. So it looks pretty because if you put that shit on superstar for like the most quote unquote authentic EA experience, you're going to take fucking hours to get the clips and stuff that you want. Like as someone who did a thing for a multimedia sports company, um, you're you're it takes you hours to, to get that one thing. I had to wrote an article on on the hand the fucking Michigan when that came out because I got an early copy to, to write that out and it took me hours to get that shit hours and I was I was like oh I'm gonna put on superstar yeah that shit took forever put it on rookie maybe like fifth try like so there's a reason why they do certain certain way I think we should if people were really skeptical maybe there's the breakdowns and stuff like that we can look at and see because there's a lot of stuff they probably haven't told us they told us the big you know box things like oh, this added this, do this, do that. But there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot more small changes that they're going to get into. And there is more, there is more coming. I can confirm that. Obviously, I'm under NDA. I can't fully talk about everything that's there, but it's the same thing every year. They had the reveal trailer with most of the big changes and then they add some other details along the way. Like bottom line is, I said I was worried about franchise mode. There is a change coming for franchise mode that people are going to love. And that people have been asking for for a very, very fucking long time. And that is the most I can say. But again, they elected not to have that be uh, one of the the big changes ultimately to what happened. And um, yeah, we should be good to go there. Sin had a tech issue, but Sin might not even be able to talk for the rest of the no, show. The webcam I don't fucking know what's going on. Might just be completely good. frozen. So if you don't hear Sim for the rest of the show, it might have been a tech issue, and we apologize for that. You can follow him on YouTube at Sim for the Win Productions. He's the man. Don't follow him on Twitter. That's what you get for silencing minority. Damn. Because he's not there. <laughs> um, Endo, did you have anything else to add about hockey? Um, I do the hockey. Let's do he that hockey. hockey. Honestly, like, yeah. That's it. Beautiful. That's it about Beautiful. hockey. So, everybody, with that, that was our longest show for the first time in a while, but a lot did happen in the past week. Again, we are still on a weekly schedule until the start of the NHL season or really close to it uh which uh god when does the upcoming season start October Middle like of September 10. so we're close we're only like two three oh, weeks out mind. the first preseason games are on September 24th so we're less than a month away from hockey being back which is kind of fucking crazy but it'll be great to have that back yeah. and again 
as the weeks go along, we'll continue to talk about the news, not only on the ice, but I guess on the virtual side of things as well. And uh, again, further implications that are out there in terms of these changes that are going down uh, really on both sides of the ice. But uh, with that, again, mention, because again, I don't know if Sin's audio will be screwed up. Last time this happened, it looked like it didn't carry through. So again, Sin is on the YouTube, Sin for the Win Productions. I think he still has his Caps franchise going for the moment. And obviously, whatever else and he might draft do. And, glory. There you That's go. My last one. Got the draft of glory coming up as well. I got a draft of glory with Madden right now. It's going very well, except for last night. And no, what's uh, what's it looking like for you in terms of in terms of the content creation side of things, aside from editing let's plays of mine, basically. Um, honestly, uh, things are looking good. I put up my first two videos. I recorded the video um at two in the fucking morning, ten hours before the le- before the reveal. Uh, because there was a Best Buy league. If people don't know, there a Best Buy Canada put out a article, a blog post detailing everything that was all the big features that were going to be about NHL 23. And uh, game changers are on their NDA, so they couldn't speak about it. So I right. said, I said, this is my moment right here. I could talk about this and just put something out before anybody else. And then I, I did. I hated the fact that I did it at 2 a.m., but I, I think it, I think it did well for a guy who was never uploaded videos on youtube before yeah so you can find me i stream on twitch uh monday tuesdays thursdays and fridays typically 2 p.m but i might go a little bit earlier uh twitch.tv slash endo mills endo mills on all social medias and on my youtube page if i get 100 followers 100 subscribers it's different there i can get a custom url so help me out please do me a favor there you go with that everybody we'll call it quits for this week we will see you next week maybe on a wednesday maybe on a friday who knows before you know it, we'll be back to two weeks to talk about everything hockey wise for now i love you we love you and we'll see you next week goodbye